You ready? I think we're good. Alright. Three, two, one, go. Welcome back to Strange Range. This is episode motherfucking 50. Dude, it is so insane to think we've actually survived this long. We've made it to 50. No one's died. Just fumbled along for 50 whole episodes. I thought a, <laughs> I thought a woman or that truck was going to kill me by now. And it's like, there's going to be a memorial episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's not too late for it to... It's still sitting in the driveway. You know what's funny is like you would think like all what people would say at your funeral. And I just like... In realistic, like, well, the dipshit got himself deaded, so... <laughs> <laughs> well... He did love that truck. <laughs> <laughs> I told him to turn his location off on his phone, but here we are. That's the kind of funeral you show up to in Mossy Oak. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it's his Mossy Oak pants and Thrasher shirts. That's it, dude. Dude, what a wedding party that would be. We could, let's just have one. Dude, can we just have like fake weddings all the time? You want to get married? Let's have a wedding. Dude. <laughs> let's, dude, I'm down. I'm so down. We should. Okay, but... You know how much free shit we could get? I think you'll look better in a dress, though. I could Rodman. I could see that. I could Rodman. You've been a nun before. I'm dying my hair. It's gonna be crazy. Dude, did you ever watch uh, Double Team? Is that on Pornhub? I'm in... <laughs> I'm in recovery. <laughs> I'm in recovery right now, okay? Was that triggering? I'm sorry, that should have been, been a TW. Last episode. Uh, throwback. Um, no, uh, Double Team was uh, the action movie with Rodman and uh, Van Damme together. You know, I think I've heard of that, but no, I've never seen it. This is, is how, it? this is how unnecessary and dumb it is. At one point, they uh, they jump out of a plane together, and Rodman like bear hugs him and then pulls his chute, and it's just an inflatable basketball. It goes around, and they hit the ground and bounce and get out. Awesome. So That's awesome. It's of that top-tier quality. I wonder when he's going to run for president. I'd vote for him. That guy's lived. Fuck yeah. That guy's lived. Fuck yeah. I mean, think about it. Like, I want a guy that's made mistakes and learned from them. And that's rare in politics. And I mean, like, he's kind of like, I mean, if you think about it, he's kind of like Black Trump. He's friends with all the dictators. He bangs all the porn stars. He's pretty cool. Okay. Kind of a wild card. I'd have to talk to him. Like, listen, I'll vote for you. But you're bringing Carmen Electra back. You guys are going to make up. She's first lady. Yeah. Also, that was yeah. That was a that was a pro Rodman comment, by the way, because <laughs> it's cooler when he does it. Yeah. 100%. Uh, also, that guy's done more for foreign policy in the last six years than <laughs> I thought you were going to say pussy. I swear to God, I'm probably more for foreign pussy. I imagine. I mean, <laughs> and my mom doesn't listen to this shit no more. We're good. Well, she got this is a special one. This is special. I don't think I brought this one in. Check this out. Fuck you! I got a little brother. Yeah, this is a new goose. Got uh, I got the OG. This is a six point eight uh, hazy bear hug. It's a nice silly bear. Bright sunshiny haze. Bright 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 sunshiny haze. That was on point. <laughs> that was good. That was, yeah. that was good. Yeah. Right. Yep. Thinking about trying out for the voice next year. Ah, oh, dude. So, uh, you ever notice how every time I go in the woods to go hunting, like somehow there's something like predatory that happens where there's like mountain lions, <laughs> fucking bears and shit. New one. Montana. Montana. <laughs> uh, a new one happened. And I thought it was cool. Um, Tyler definitely played it off pretty was well. Was a cougar? But like a blonde cougar? No. Those are welcomed. <laughs> I set up traps. They so can they, be scary. I set cougar traps so they can't get away. <laughs> Not protection. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Um, no, so uh, we went out there Saturday night, 
took fucking forever. I mean, you know how I always have, I, I can't figure out ever which, which part of my tax is my fishing license and my hunting license because the way they have it set up now. Yeah. So I just keep it all together and I know, dumb, mm. but I have it like folded up in a like a little plastic bag. Same. And it's always in my, uh, my fishing pack until hunting season. And it wasn't. Where is it? Uh, I found it. I found it. Uh, but I, mean, I had to go down to Super One to try to get a fucking reprint. Oh, it's they a bitch. Just, they yeah, don't do that. Yeah, you got to go to the fishing game for that shit. And they're that like, sucks. we're closed till Tuesday. And then fucking, like, I'm freaking out. I don't even have a license. So I'm winging it anyway because my fucking license, my whole wallet got stolen. Yeah, dude. <sighs> That's fu- Did you beat him up yet? You know what sucks is the fact that, like, so I, I went to the gag, so I was at work, and then I'm getting notifications on my phone from Capital One, like, your purchase has been <laughs> successfully gone through. It was like, $100, $40, and I'm like, what the fuck? So I call him to, get, to like, figure out what's going on. You're like, I'm having a great time, apparently. Well, it says Conoco, uh, but it had a different name behind it, and I was like, fuck, it's probably another Conoco somewhere. It's definitely someone getting my shit. And then she's like, oh, you've bought stuff from here before, and I'm like, what? And she's like, it's down the road from where you live. And I'm like, when did, when did that happen? She goes, it's happening right now. Right there, at, this, at this second. At this second, it's happening. So I had to leave work jet over there. I like, I get there, dude's gone. And I talk to this lady. I'm like, did you just sell something for this much and this much? And she looks up, she's like, yeah. And she goes, oh, shit. And I'm like, what? And she's <laughs> like, I sold it to whoever it was. And she's like, get back here. So we go in the back. And like, she's showing me like uh, footage and stuff. I take a screenshot. Uh, and then like, she's like, dude, you got to call the cops. And I'm like, what are they going to do? I already canceled the card. She's like, well, just in case they find it. I know it. I'm not going to find my fucking wallet. I go to leave. I'm like, fuck it. I call him, which is always weird no matter what. Yeah. Innocent as hell. Don't make me call a cop. I yeah. don't like it. But uh, there's always that moment, too, where you start talking to him and you're like, shit, what, what, what am I even <laughs> what am I doing here? Maybe I am the bad guy. What happened? Oh, dude, 100 <laughs> percent. Like I'm standing next to my truck waiting for him to show up. And at one point I just walked to my truck and looked around in there <laughs> like, just in case he gets a wild hair and wants to go through my rig. But uh, so he shows up, goes in there like he you know, talks to him and he's like, all right, man, I got your information. If anything comes up, like I'll let you know. And I'm like, all right, as I'm leaving, I'm going to go get my phone charger from the house and then go back to work. And I, I'm like driving, and I'm like, fuck it. I post on like Residents of Columbia Falls Facebook page. Shout out to you guys, by the way. I post it under four minutes. I get a message from some older lady, and she's like, he's at Lucky Lil's right now. <laughs> you gotta love small towns, dude. Not only that. Small now, towns being connected to the internet is the craziest thing. Check this out. Even smaller, right? Because this is like a town of 4,000. I think it's maybe up to six now. Maybe. It was like 4,000 a year ago. But... uh so I get that, and I'm jetting back to go like try to stop this cop from leaving. I'm like, well, let's go get this motherfucker. As I'm going, uh, dude from work hits me up and goes, hey, uh, a guy just walked over from the wall plant. Apparently, his mom works at Lucky Lil's and is trying to get a hold of you. So she not only messaged me, she called her son because she found out by my profile where I work, <laughs> which is where he works, and then sends his ass over to my fucking building, and he's like, where's this Brett guy? Someone's stealing his shit. <laughs> so <laughs> he doesn't even, doesn't even know who you are. <laughs> That's the fucking best. Dude. Doesn't even know. So like... But uh, I get I, the cops like walking out. I fucking rip up to the front. I'm like, officer. And he's like, what? I'm like, motherfuckers are lucky little. Let's go. And he's like, all right, I'll go. And I'm like, I'm going. He's like, well, don't get involved. Don't and I'm like, that. I just want to watch. And he's like, all right, let's go. So, by the way, uh, Lucky Lil's is literally down the road at the next. The, the, there's two gas stations in the Can town. Can I ride in the passenger seat? I know. Can I work the siren? But, uh, where's Billy Club? But, uh, the dude. So, like, I had gone to my, my son's mom's house in the morning before work, like I usually do, drop my son off because she takes him to school, and I was just wearing my shitty work uh, cargo shorts that have, like, loose pockets. Wallet fell out. Within one hour, a guy walked down the road, saw my wallet, 
grabbed it, walked to fucking Conoco. Uh, he bought a carton of smokes, a big ass jug of oil, and then filled his buddy's shitty car with premium. The essentials. At oh, least it was premium. Not in that car. Well, I mean, but if someone's going to steal your money, you know, what, what kind of cigarettes did you buy? You know? Marb lights. That's not bad. It could have been nope. like, what if it was like pyramids? I'd feel way worse if someone oh, stole my dude. money and bought like a bunch of shit. Dude, you know? fucking Virginia Slims. Yeah. But no, and the worst <laughs> part was, is like, we got a, we got a snapshot of him because like the first, the, the camera where he's at the counter, you can only see the back of his head. And I was like, damn it. She goes, no, 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 we got this fucker. And like she switches cameras to the door camera. So as he's walking out, big smile. Just well, happy hold as this fuck. shit and not and doesn't look like a tweaker. What an asshole! Tyler showed me the picture of that guy and he doesn't looks look like a just a normal fucking. It's somebody's dad. It looks stole like my a, shit. yeah, he's like a neighborhood suburban dad type. Yeah, and so like they. I mean, definitely down. an alcoholic. He was gambling at oh, one yeah. o'clock in the morning. I mean, yeah, so know. Lucky Lil's is just the other gas station in town. Yeah. It has a small casino in the corner called Lucky Lil's. That's what we do here. If we have a gas station, it needs to have a casino in it. By Absolutely, the way. Yeah. S- super necessary. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we jet over there. I don't understand how any of them make money, but they all do, and that's telling about where we live oh dude if there's a, <laughs> like, if, if fucking COVID ever hit here and killed the old people off all the casinos got business it'd just be tweakers it's true <laughs> but uh, so he goes in talks to the guy comes out and he goes look doesn't have it on him uh, I, he's like I can't fucking strip search him guy uh, and I don't have enough to go through his rig so. a cabbie search I know I was like get in the bottle <laughs> but uh, lift your sack but uh, so no like he's like I cited him he has to go to court and I'm like okay and he's like alright later <laughs> So I don't know. So I'm trying to get my reprint of my fucking tax. Don't even have my license to do that. I end up coming home and finding it. It was uh, I, when I did that Bob uh, Bob Marshall fucking trip with with uh, Tyler. I had a plan on fly fishing, so I put it in my hunting pack. My That's other nice. one. And this is the first time I was going hunting without my hunting pack. I was using my small one. Right. So I found it. We jet out there. We go. We we fucking. I need to verify my pins and shit to 60. Like, I'm way behind. This is, I've slacked really bad this year. We drive out to the spot that me and you went to where we hiked up. Yeah, yeah. Parked the truck there, and I'm shooting down the road into the, into the approach, that little trail part. Yeah. I set my target up. We shoot, get back in the truck. I'm like, all right, let's go find a spot to put hammocks up. Sun goes down. We find a perfect little, little piece of trees, place to park the truck. We got hammocks going, crack a beer, eat some food. Like, we're watching, like, shows on our phones. I'm super comfortable. And then uh, I got real comfortable. And then... Uh, <laughs> you I'm, jerked off. Uh, no, I did not jerk <laughs> off. No. God damn it, Chase. Anyway, uh, I'm a new man. No, I've, been, I've just been burning palm skin. But... Uh, so now I'm laying in there and like out of nowhere I hear something so I fucking pause my phone and dude it's it sounds like 30 fucking wolves howling. And they dude, are a, that is a sound. Echoing. And like this is the closest I've heard them in a while and but I know that, that sound travels. Mm-hmm. So as close as I mean it sounds like they're, you know, 100 200 yards off, but they're probably farther than that. Maybe. 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 But uh and and like it's bright and it's funny. It's like super loom, lots of moonlight and like I look over I hear like Tyler and he's like, "You fucking hear that?" And I'm like, yeah, dude, it's wolves. And he's like, huh? And then like, <laughs> I, I just, crazy. I get up, I grab my pistol, throw it in my lap. He grabs his and like, but it was like every two hours on the dot all night long, roll call and just fucking. And then eventually I started hearing it behind me. But that's when it gets sketchy. I've, there was a, a spot I went with my dad one time and we were hunting for elk and we ended up on top of this knoll, like before we were heading back to camp 
and the sun was pretty much down. I mean, we were, we were out there until shooting light was gone. Yeah. And as soon as it started going down, we're on top of this hill. It's not very high. And it literally sounded like they're all the way around the bottom of that thing. Uh-huh. That's not a comfortable feeling. Because <laughs> this is the thing. Like, I, I kept thinking, like, I'm totally fine. And it was like, oh, I'm in a hammock this time. I just made a fucking Brett burrito for these goddamn wolves. Yeah. But still, I mean, I threw my fucking headlamp on, had it off. And I made sure I switched back to white light. So I had some throw. had the pistol next to me. And I threw my fucking phone back on and kept watching my shit. You just spray yourself down with bear spray and you're fine. I heard that it works. It repels them. Yeah. I heard that works. Makes them say, ew. Uh, but yeah. It seems next- to me like that would just, like it's seasoned the meat, you know? Oh, dude, just rub and tap a teal on yourself. <laughs> Ended up uh, hiking up the trail, got to the flat up there, watched the sun come up, didn't see shit. We saw like 10 does on the way in, a bunch of, bunch of yearlings with them, but no horns. And then got up there, uh, didn't see, I saw one way off of the distance, like exactly where we saw him cross before, mm-hmm. where we were skirting the left side. I saw one like bolt between trees. That was it. Walked all the way around. Ended up road hunting for a while. Tyler fucking passes out. And uh, saw a huge doe after that, and that was it. Did you guys hike up that hill again? We didn't, we didn't go back up again. I had to come okay. back. I had shit I had to do. Yeah. But I, I knew I wasn't again. I think it's been so hot. It was like pretty, it was the second day. Yeah. It has been fucking spicy out here, bro. Yeah. So I, I knew I wasn't going to really see, <clears throat> see anything. But I was just like, I need to get myself back in the groove of fucking getting out there and you know, hiking and doing my thing with my bow, but yeah, fucking, yeah, that's about it. I ended up going, uh, took a little solo kayak trip while you were out there. That's rad. Where'd you put in it? Uh, down at Presentine. I just, it was like a four hour trip and it's like, it's getting low right now and that's not like a treacherous part of the river by any means, but yeah, it was kind of nice because I hadn't been on that section. Well, actually I haven't done that section at all this year. Mm-hmm. And the landscape changes so much, and so there was there was something really nice about being by myself at water level because I was on a kayak and seven my raft, yeah, and like having to read the water in real time because I'm like I don't really know what's ahead of me. Uh-huh. And it was that I didn't get on till like five thirty. That's so the pretty sun rad, was, though. Yeah, no, it was it was awesome. There was like basically no one else on the water, um, so that was pretty cool. It was like super just fucking peaceful by myself. I'd love to do a big friend float before it's over, but yeah. I mean, most of our friends don't like the cold water. No, we have like, we can just throw some boats on next weekend between <laughs> the two of us. It feels pretty, the water's nice right now. Is it? Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's definitely nice swimming temperature. Oh man. But it, it is getting bony, so we got to do it quick. It's uh, it's definitely uh, like pulling teeth, trying to get tired and past his fucking knees. That boy does not like cold water. And I give it to him. There's shit I don't like. But it's like after it'd been a half hour and he's just shivering and knee deep. And it's like, if you get all the way in, it's not that bad. He's like, fuck, it's bad right now. We just bring the super soakers and make them wet outside of the water. And then that's incentive to just get in. I can imagine him being like all pissed till he gets his hair. And he's like, (laughs) yeah, just glamorous. Oh, yeah. I'll take some glamour shots. Glamour (laughs) shots. Did you ever typed in your name and your first name and glamour shots? Yeah, I can't remember what came up, but I remember when that was going around. God, I missed the era. Tyler's mullet is getting quite luxurious. It's, that dude, thing is, it's fancy. It's a mullet. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. he's he's in like the he's got curls in it and shit. The better it gets, too, the mustache looks less weird. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the way I, I keep saying, he's just like like he gets kind of mad when I don't like it. I'm like, I don't have to like it. Yeah, that's, true. that's true. There's plenty of shit about me. A lot of people don't like, but that's cool. That's cool. When he throws the net out, he's not hoping you're coming back with it. So, <laughs> well, he only catches dude fish. So, <laughs> well, well, dude, you remember uh, that's when, okay. that's okay. when we went to um, for his birthday? We went to under the Big Sky Festival. Mm. Groups of like five dudes at a time, which is like fucking killer mustache, bro. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is true. I mean, a mustache does kind of have like a and a, a lower thing. Well, it's like a more of a 
connotation, you know. <laughs> Freddie Mercury. Educated. You know? <laughs> Big words. It's more like, you know, it's like, yeah. yeah. Dude. Um, it's, it makes you want to sing a song about fat bottom girls, but like not actually care about them. You know what I mean? Uh, that's a song written about a gay guy. <laughs> written by a gay guy who doesn't like fat bottom girls. Uh, Might have. Killer tune, though. Who doesn't um, like a big fat butt, you know? Have you started watching She-Hulk yet? Speaking of fat butts, no, I haven't. <laughs> Not really. Not really fat butt? No. Uh, it. Uh, did you read anything about She-Hulk? They should have gone Pixar with it. They should have something. Pixar mom with it. <laughs> Add some donk to that. Dude, the Pixar moms can get it. Uh, Mrs. Incredible, all day long, dude. Mm-hmm. Keep mm-hmm. the gloves mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> No, um, cause I, so I didn't know anything about her at all before this. Um, and like, I have a decent amount of knowledge about Marvel, but like that's in, in the areas I don't really know shit about. I knew she was a lawyer and that's it. And then I had seen some fucking bro dude videos being like, this is some bullshit feminist fucking show. So I had to watch, right? Yeah. Um, I'm going to watch it all. Yeah. I do like it. Um, but I love women and all, but there are some moments where it's like the, where the dialogue is directly in that way. Yeah. I can, you know, I, I actually want to watch it. I just haven't mm-hmm. got a chance to. Um, there's so much of Marvel that's so geared towards dudes that it's like, that's nah, fine. A hundred percent too. I mean, like, well, and Marvel has been like, I don't want to say it's woke because let's be honest, this is just the way TV is now. It's not being yeah. woke. It's just letting everyone be in TV. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, but like, I mean, it, it kind of goes overboard a little bit. Like, uh, you did you finally watch the Dark Tower series, the movie, right? Yeah. So uh, it, yeah. It makes no sense having Idris Elba play yeah. Roland. Yeah. Because there already is a black character, and by and because of the black character and Roland in the book, she makes fun of him for being a white dude the whole time. That when you bring a black dude in to play the white dude, they remove the actual black character. Yeah, and that's not even like the. No, that's that's the least <laughs> worst part of that movie. Yeah, that yeah because. <sighs> Yeah, they they really destroyed the best character, like one of the best characters in that series, top two probably. Yeah, I mean, Eddie was amazing. Yeah, um, and then if you look at uh, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. I got no problem with, with Winter Soldier or Falcon being uh, Captain America. He mm-hmm. does end up being Captain America. Plus, it's pretty cool. But Bucky does it first, and yeah. Bucky's super. Mm-hmm. So then they had to like fake a lot when he's training and like using the shield, and it's like, why is he able to throw it the same way Steve Rogers is, and he's just a regular ass dude? Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping it sounds bad hoping like it kind of opens up where like both of them end up being Captain America. So now it's like, are they gonna kill Falcon? Because that's kind of the only. I mean. I don't know. It's kind of, I think that goes back to what we were talking about before rewrite. we were recording. Mm-hmm. You know, like everything's got a multiverse now. And like, obviously Marvel yeah. is kind of towards the head of that situation. hundred percent. Um, but they can, they can explain this in any which way they feel. Yeah. At this point it is, I think it's kind of cool. I think, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with that character. Uh huh. Cause they're, you know, like it's kind of neat if they just, if he kept, kept the wings, like that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he actually did, too, in the comic books. Um, But, like, it just seemed weird that, like, they almost... We we know from watching different shows that Disney's done Mm -hmm. that we see a lot of halves. We see... You can see the plot holes where they build something up and change their mind, and it just goes away. They did that with Bucky in the beginning of the show. There are moments where they are really hinting he's going to pick up the shield, and then there's a big change in it. But with with She-Hulk, like I said, like... It doesn't bother me until it's like way too on the nose. It's too pointed. Yeah. yeah so like Hulk, uh, 
like because they're cousins mm-hmm. and they both get in a car wreck and at the time oh it, it's a it fills a lot Spoilers. of plot holes not really it, i mean it, it's all the first episode it uh it fills a lot of plot holes which are really cool because you remember um which i won't say how but you remember how like out of nowhere smart hulk shows up and he just says it's a long story yeah. so this you know fills in how that happens because it's actually before that's cool but uh i think i was in the minority i like smart hulk I do too. I I don't know. It yeah. seems like everyone shits on that, but well, I I think that uh, God, the actor that plays Mark Ruffalo, I think Mark Ruffalo did it really well with the fact that he is really dealing with this, and it's it's fucking hard, man. Yeah. Like he, like uh, the other like Bruce Banner and um, Edward. Uh, oh, Edward Norton. Bruce Banner, and Edward Norton did did all right. Bruce Banner's Bruce Banner. The Hulk. Then Eric Banner. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. yeah, yeah I was yeah, fucking yeah, dick. Yeah, I was yeah. close. <laughs> cut, me a, cut me a break. I forgot about the other guy. I'm I forgot so many people best. did that fucking character. Honestly, <laughs> uh, David Banner, David Banner. Uh, but like, I thought they did good. But it wasn't until Ruffalo where you like you see the pain in his eyes, where he's like, "Dude, this is a curse. Yeah, none of this is cool. Like, I know you guys want me to help. I hate being me. Mm-hmm. Even like the point where he says like, like, why don't you shoot yourself? He's like, I tried, and the other guy spit the bullet out. Like so, when it when it, he first shows up, he's hanging out with his cousin, and he's got a a machine on his arm that stops him from turning, and that's the best he can do at the time. And they get in a car wreck, and they bleed on each other pretty much. And um. so that's how that happens with her. But he has to he, like he takes her to his like special like yoga retreat place he actually has in the middle of nowhere that um, Tony helped him build. And he's like, listen, I've got this big book. You're like, you're gonna have to stay here because I can't even trust you to be you in public. Like, you're gonna turn. And uh, shit's gonna be weird for a while. Shit's gonna be weird, and like yeah. he even says like multi year, and she's like multi fucking year. I have a life, but uh, she instantly can control it. Then he tries to show her like how to like do yoga, and she's better than him at it already. And then he tries to teach her to fight, and she kind of like beats him up a little bit. After a while, you're like, okay, I come, he. How how do you know everything already? I think I mean that's probably gonna get explained in the show, and we'll find out. But I, that's that's pretty. On canon. Um, yeah, okay. I think that it was, you know, because that's not really the first time we saw that instance of that. Um, what was the, in in the last Hulk movie when, uh, what's his face turned into Abomination? Oh. Like, I feel like he had, I mean, he wasn't in control per se, but it was definitely a step forward from what Bruce dealt with. You know yeah. What I mean? Yeah, he definitely did better. Um, and that could be like DNA memory kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, they can literally, I mean... They can explain it away. It was just it was just very <laughs> on the nose. But yeah, and then like yeah. every male character is a misogynist. Mm-hmm. Well, every single yeah. one of them. So like I said, like I don't have a problem with it. But it's just really on the nose. I like it. I think it's funny. The other thing that the other thing that everyone's getting mad about is uh, is the fact that uh, oh she breaks the fourth wall a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. I I think that I agree a little bit. Like it doesn't ruin the show for me at all. It doesn't. But I think that that's one of those like specialty tools. You know, it's like that one tool you have in your toolbox that you know you're not going to need for like 20 years, but you're happy you have it just in case. I think that's like a specialty thing, and they use it a lot. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it, that, that might be fun, though, once, uh, once Deadpool actually mm-hmm. joins the MCU officially. Well, and that was the thing, too. Everybody's yeah. like, that's Deadpool's thing. Yeah. And like, people did that shit in movies before Deadpool. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. I, I honestly, I'm more excited about this next couple phases of Marvel mm-hmm. than I have been in a while because it just it's getting like darker and and it feels like yeah grittier. You know, God, what is his name? Um, the new guy they just brought in with Loki. Uh, 
God, what is his fucking name? The Conqueror. Um, he is from the future. He time travels and is manipulating all time. Uh, fuck. Get, uh, I know this one too, man. It's, it's pissing me off. But he is. Uh, so have you even looked at the timeline with the next the, the two Avengers movies coming out? Yeah. Yeah. He um, is the bad oh, guy. Oh shit. Okay. Hold on. Here, I'll look it up right now. But yeah, that's who they're gonna have. Cause they're they're gonna continue doing um multiple uh. Because they're they're going into um, fuck Secret Wars. Yeah. Uh, new phase. Avengers. New phase of Marvel. Da, 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 da. Uh, People are screaming the answer right now. I know. Hey, while, while I'm doing that, what do you think <laughs> of the, the, the fact that this, this actually ties into the same kind of idea? What do you think they're doing with... Uh, what, what do you think about the idea of the next Black Panther movie now that uh, he's dead, Chester's dead? Um, I mean... I, I, I'm excited. I, I think it'll... you know, uh, We'll see what, what happens. It'll definitely be a completely different film and what a bummer yeah dude it, he was such a good ca- kang kang yeah yeah yeah, yeah. He, he was so good um i really liked black panther i've watched mm-hmm. him multiple times um i thought he did amazing in it uh i just want to know if kendrick's gonna do the soundtrack again i hope so i hope so it was so rad it, yeah. it did so well with it man um did you listen to kendrick's new album no, I'm not the biggest fan. I You've like, got to like listen to this one. You've got to listen to this one because this one's much more like real life, uh, like much more relatable, you know, to us white folks. Oh, really? <laughs> to us white folks? Okay. I understand just, most of the words now. Just in general, you know, I, I'm a huge Kendrick fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like, I can't. I have a hard time putting an order on his albums because I, I think they're, Kendrick catalog to me is is one of the very few entire catalogs where I don't have a song that I like to skip. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's rare to me. That's like Tool Lateralis or like. Uh, there's Tool songs I skip. I mean, there's plenty really? of to- a lot well, of Tool Later- songs I skip. The album Lateralis. Yeah, that was a that was a great album. That whole album blends together. And that's, um, but that's one album. Dude's got. Milo goes five to college by out. Descendants. Yeah, but yeah. again, one album. I'm talking about an entire catalog. That's How do you insane. do that with five albums? That's insane. I think, I think five. I could be wrong on the number, but a lot, a lot out. I mean, I'm jealous actually. Good kid, butterfly, damn, uh, big steppers. There's four, but there's another one. I mean, I think that's the that's like the main four that he's put out since he's been big, and 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 then all the mixtapes. Like there's there's stuff that I find on YouTube that I still haven't heard, that, mm-hmm. and I like it every fucking time. Every fucking feature he does is he's just that dude's fucking good. I gotta listen to more of his shit then. I have heard a decent amount, but not not like that. No. Um, fuck, I'm so far behind. I like my favorite rapper, Michi Darko. I haven't even listened to his full new album yet. His first really full good. album by himself. I think as far as albums go that have come out this year, it's got to be top three for me. Okay, then I gotta listen. Yeah, because there is. I mean, it's. I think that he kind of goes. You know, he still does kind of a lot of the same uh, lyrical formulas that he's been doing for the last couple of years, but. There's a lot of uh, more like his the old content is in there as well. Okay, I just have an idea. It's a so, lot more like acid rappy and which is what I like yeah. about him, and especially like the uh, I think the Better Off Dead album is one of the best albums by Flatbush Zombies, mm. one of the best albums we've seen in a long time. I, I go back to that that and um, Clockwork Indigo. By the way, I, I know we're not even like to this point of the episode, but like Clockwork Indigo, if you haven't, uh, that's weird. Hmm. Son of a bitch. Ooh, that is hot. 
How the fuck did that happen? I think it's the charger. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're, we're figuring out uh, video stuff. Uh, yeah. I finally did bite the bullet and I invested. And we got the, the, the new GoPro 10. Like, we have a good setup going. We're just learning how to use it properly. Um, I feel that. That is, that is very warm. Holy shit. That is very shit. warm. Okay. So now we, we learned a lesson. We probably maybe don't. Don't plug that in. Yeah. Uh, who is... Who do you think... God, I, won't, I can't tell if I should say the greatest or your favorite. Either one, greatest or favorite uh, freestyle rapper of all time. Ooh. Or not only want to say freestyle, freestyle rapper, just free artists who freestyles like their freestyles are the best. My personal favorite mm-hmm. uh, idea. Okay, okay, that's not bad at all. And he, I mean, he was a killer mm-hmm. in in the underground uh, rap battle scene when while he was alive. I mean, that dude's got respect from a lot of people. But okay. he's he's definitely, as far as my favorite, maybe he's not the best. But I think that if he if he was still with us, I think he he would have kept. I mean, pretty damn close to the best. What about? Uh... Okay, I want to expand a little bit and say not... Pat not, Stay just uh, passed away in Canada this week. Rest in peace. Holy fuck. Yeah. Everybody's dying, dude. Yeah. Um, not, it doesn't have to be a battle rapper. Someone that's not a battle rapper? No, it doesn't freestyles? have to be. Okay. But they can't be. So I'm, 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 I'm kind of casting a wider net. Because when it comes to battle rappers, I'm a huge Blind Fury fan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Blind Fury is amazing. In fact, he has a YouTube channel that he still does it, and they just go live. And like the dude next to him, like works computers and shit, and just asks him to do it. And they just keep giving him a drink, giving him a blunt, and he just goes and goes and goes. Still has it. Um, doesn't even wear his shades anymore. Yeah. I mean, he's just all fucking all over the place. Yeah. Still. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think he is amazing. Like, regardless yeah, he's very, of very, very good. Regardless of the fact that he's blind, but he uses that so well. Um, very good. Ah, Dicky's up there. Oh yeah, his Dickie's freestyles the, are really good. He's one of the only ones that I listen to his over and over and over again all the that time. Phrase, uh, that sway freestyle. He's still, got two on sway. Yeah, hop of the locker room was a really good one. And then um, Tim, God, what's that British guy? It's a white British dude who's into hip hop. Tim Westwood. Tim something wood. Uh, I don't know. Uh, he's another huge radio guy in the UK, and he did one on there that was fucking amazing. Because he's so good that it sounds like it's written, and then he'll stop and then just do shit that, like, just to let you know he's freestyling. Yeah. If I want a Diet Coke, someone brings me Diet Coke. Yeah. Like, and he'll just go back into it. You're like, oh, okay, okay. Like, yeah. he reminds you, like, nah, this is still off the top of the head. Yeah. And then the old M freestyles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, God, in that era, had, there was a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a lot. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd Obi s- Trice, all those guys were pretty yeah. good. Obi wasn't the best, but he was part of that that Detroit scene. God, with them. speaking of that whole situation, have you listened to the new game game album yet? Mm-mm. Honestly, you just need to send it to me because you bring my, it up, I forget. Yeah, here's my take on it. I think I think the album as a whole is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think not even as as a, a fucking stan as you will, but that Eminem diss I expected more out of. Really, it's it. And and this is a pretty common take, I think, but it came off way more as a love song. It was ten minutes long, bro. Of him going after M? Yeah, but it wasn't just. I mean, he called out everybody. But the thing is, like, like it just it it was it was it was kind of weak. It was pretty weak. There was some there was some funny lines in it, but honestly, if you actually read the lyrics on the whole thing, it's it's just kind of garbage. It's really? it's ten minutes of him basically sucking M's dick. Oh god, because because what I saw was is I saw the video where they brought him up and they're like I'm talking about freestylers. He's like, look, 
I, I t- I've said a lot of shit in the past because he's backed Eminem in the past. He always oh, said yeah. like, he's like, you can do what you want. Don't fuck with the white boy. And he's like, I, see, and that's so they like one of the first, I mean, maybe in the first three or four lines in that song, eh, maybe a little bit further in, like, again, it's a fucking 10 minute track, mm-hmm. but he's like, the one thing you can never have is my motherfucking black skin. And it's like, so that's, I mean, as soon as, come on, man, I get it. I understand what you're saying, but how many black artists have, have talked about how like, uh, 50 he does, Cent he does said it. it. Yeah. He goes, it's uh, a black art, but he, he does it better than 90% of black artists. Yeah. He's like, he's uh, like that might've not been a direct quote. No, that was, pretty, that was pretty close. Pretty much all he says is like a lot of people have a problem with realizing that he does it better than 90% of black artists. Mm. And the reality is, is like, I mean, you might not like his sound because like, I, I don't listen to Eminem songs all the time, yeah. but his cadence and the, his word choice, right. the so way that's he rhymes. another thing that he attacks. Did you, did you see the one where he, he rhymed spit? Uh, I don't know. He he does a bunch of bars and then he rhymes with the sound spit where he actually turns and spits and the sound of him spitting rhymes with the word he had just crazy, said. Dude. I saw That's that and nice. I was like, fuck, man, if you don't like like the art of hip hop, like yeah. nothing does. If you don't if you see that and that it, it was it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, because that was another line in that track was that he doesn't you don't understand ebonics or cadence. First of all, cadence? if he cadence that's bullshit. You know mm-hmm. that's bullshit. Like that was you, like you had to know you were lying when you fucking wrote that shit. 100%. Ebonics. If he was heavily using ebonics in his raps, he it would be more mad. Yeah, you know, because yeah. then it's um, then it's way more on the nose. Like you're fucking biting, like uh, style biting. That shit's yeah, fucking culture biting. Whatever you want to say. It was just really lame. The rest of the album though is fantastic. Like that's a really, that's a, it's a it's a pretty good album. Um, it's really long. It didn't do very well. Really? No, they they didn't promote it well. They lost their ass on it. I mean, it was a 30-track album that's now a 29-track album because he's pretending that he didn't agree to pay somebody for a feature oh and he can't God. afford it. Oh, my God. Yeah. So Dude. It was definitely mismanaged. <laughs> what did you think of G-Unit when it came out? I mean, it, I think it, like, it, like most people, it was fucking dope. I thought it was you dope, know? but it definitely, like, in the back of my head, I always had, like, a, this is kind of a novelty thing. It, I mean, yeah, I, I would say, well, I think D12 was a little bit more of a novelty. Well, you're right. You're D12 right. It was, was absolutely novelty to me. I still that have song, D12 band, World, though. Yeah, yeah. that's, uh, yeah, dude. There's some there's some tracks on that album that are really good, but most of it is just goofy and funny, and, I, mm-hmm. you know, it's easy to listen to, and whatever. It's, because that, you know, Eminem was way funnier at that time. Yeah. You know, he doesn't do that shit so much anymore. He did, that was an era when he yeah. did that because like there's there's Slim Shady and there's Marshall Mathers and there's the D12 era and then there's the recovery thing that happened mm-hmm. afterwards which is like old old man mm-hmm. Eminem. Um, I was like a big Slim Shady fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny, my dad was dating this girl. But God, like I, I hate thinking of my dad as a thief, but like I've told too many stories in this podcast <laughs> where I'm really just like in my 30s coming to my dad just like stealing shit, but. Uh, Dated a girl who was like, it was when um, him and my mom first split before he, uh, before he was with Tyler's mom. And he like was dating this girl who was like 21. And he's like in his late 30s. Smoke show though. But uh, she had left uh, a CD case in his truck. And he's like, it's full of that fucking rap shit, you know. Which is funny because my dad used to get drunk and then put on fucking Too Short. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be like, <laughs> this guy's saying crazy shit. He said dick like 12 times. But uh no, so he busted it out. I remember going through it, and it had doggy style in it. It had some No Limit stuff, which I had already heard from my stepbrother. So I was like, oh, fuck. And I started getting into it, and he hadn't listened to it all. So he's like, yeah, you fuck, you can have it. And then I pulled out the Slim Shady LP. Yeah. And that, for the rest of my life, will be one of my favorite albums. It's so fucking good. 
Um, that era, I mean, the darkness of it, it's still kind of funny. It was something we had never heard before, and the talent was there. And he was young and pissed off, and it, it was amazing. Like, I, that and the Marshall Mathers LP. When the Marshall Mathers LP came out, that's when the first time his shit was hitting the radio, and then they were like, what the fuck do we do with this? Yeah. Because it was too much. God, it was so, that was that was a fun era for music though because it was just in your like it's it, it's completely the opposite of where we're at right now. Everything yeah. was push the limits, push the limits, push the mm-hmm. limits, and now it's like let's find the line. I know, right? You know, yeah. <laughs> Not for everybody. I mean, there's plenty of especially rappers and comedians that that will push it still. Mm-hmm. The ones that are worth listening to in both regards. But the level of the, the the norm level has been raised so high to what is like okay and what is mellow. Like, yeah. So the limit is so far out there now that you got to really reach to push it farther. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of music that came out recently, um, I don't know if you've heard this or not. It's probably not totally in your scope, but uh, there's a new band called LS Dunes. It's essentially a super group. Okay. They just put out their first single last week, and I geeked out about it Who's really it? hard at home. Okay, so it's this is dope. Anthony Green from Circus Survive is on vocals. You, you don't know them? Nope. Uh, Frank Euro from My Chemical Romance is on guitar. Okay. Um, and then uh, the guitarist from Coheed and Cambria, Travis. Mm. Yeah, and, and, but he, the, so he's the... But is the he the, the cur- super curly-haired guy? No, no, no. That's, that's their singer. No, no, but, no. There's another one. Wait, hold on. The, I thought one yeah, of the guitar cur- players had curly long hair. brown curly hair. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and then uh, the I bass. I just remember him wearing striped sweaters. Yes. <laughs> yeah, in that yeah in that fantasy <laughs> fantasy video. Uh, fuck, what was the name of that track? Anyway, um, and then Tim Payne and Tucker Rule from Thursday are on bass and drums. Really fucking good. Yeah. Really fucking good. What's like the overall genre? If you can pick one. I mean, it's if you. It makes you don't know Circus Survives. So I can't really use them, but that's um, I know Circus Olay. No, okay. Right, tough, I mean, it's it's definitely crowd. a it's definitely a uh, like a metal not metalcore not like it's like an edgier maybe let's how do I put this? Deftones meets Chiodos, but oh. slightly progier. Prog, that's a verb progressive oh okay yeah oh see that's the that means they understand music theory that's uh, (laughs) that's one thing we've never like seen eye to eye on oh yeah my work boots off they're gonna stink uh i'm not a big fan of progressive and like i'm not a big fan of art no no take it back (laughs) hold on hold on hold on okay no because like uh, i've had friends growing up that were really good guitar players Mm -hmm. and they play a lot of progressive oh it it can get super robotic and they would make fun of me for listening to like early black flag and misfits and stuff and it would piss me off and i'd I'd have to have this argument for a while like sometimes simple sounds great Mm -hmm. Like, like there's, there's, there's heart and soul in that shit. Um, I do. I mean, like, uh, Steve Vai is amazing. Like there, mm-hmm. there are guys out there that are awesome, like progressive, but like after a while it's like they're competing with themselves and we have to sit and listen yeah. and, and clap. Yeah. I, it, it, cause there's some of those bands that are like, if you're just looking at like prog metal specifically mm-hmm. as a whole, um, some of it I really like some of it's just like pretentious self wankery. Well, there's stuff that I respect and there's stuff that I vibe to mm-hmm. and I will like have 12 beers and throw headphones on and scream out to that shit and it's basic, mm-hmm. but it's what really fucking hits me in the heart and that's that shit that makes me want to fucking scream it out. And I, I feel that on both, but like the, a lot of the time it just like, 
I don't need to see a demonstration of what you could possibly do yeah. at all times. I want to hear like melody and I want to hear like that's, okay. So that's, that's where my line like is vibe with it and stuff. Yeah. Like I, I can respect something I don't like. I would, and I would almost take back that this is really a progressive song. I just, I, there was a couple cool, <laughs> there was a couple cool time signatures. Mm-hmm. It's not like, it's okay. not like super technical guitar work because it's all very kind of raw and like, um, gritty. What about Danny Carey as a drummer for tool? Oh Yeah. I mean, you Tool is as... like a progressive band. I you mean, think so? A hundred percent. Their their whole that's, I mean that that term. For I the need most to learn more part, about more of this term then because yeah. like I do get most of what you're saying. Like because uh, so like, if you're thinking of just like they're very unique with their like time signatures. Yeah, that's that's kind of that's really what progressive is a, like progressive metal is about is mm-hmm. like um, <laughs> if you're playing in four four you're not doing it right is is kind of the main <laughs> rule of thumb you know the, the, the problem is sometimes there's a little bit of pretentiousness that leaks through oh a hundred percent and I, are, that I can't it's yeah, hard for me yeah a hundred percent and it really it depends on like what route you're going down that but like I like um, one of my favorite bands is the Foles and they're like first few albums, their first couple albums were just like a very like mid two thousands indie rock. Um, they, like math rock was kind of the term at the time, which means something a little bit different now, okay. but it was, uh, you know, you get your kind of your standard indie rock sound, but it's all just like really weird time signatures and mm-hmm. it's just cool. And it makes my ADD brain have something to focus on for a minute. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. why I like it. Yeah. there. It's almost like those movies, uh, like Memento amazing movie mm-hmm. i will recommend to everyone i maybe can watch it once a year once every two years yeah yeah like it is it is definitely like look what i can do when i try my hardest mm-hmm. and it's amazing but it's not something that i'm gonna watch like, i'll watch old boy over and over God, and over again it's coming to theaters bro i can't wait we have to go if so it's gonna happen excited. we have to go yeah i mean yeah hopefully hopefully it comes to cal spot i didn't i didn't see in that article that i read like how wide of a drop they're doing mm-hmm. but yeah if it's i mean that's a it's a the Cinemark Theater probably will be there. I fucking hope so. I love that movie so yeah. much. And then we we also that means that we had to find one of our friends that hasn't seen it and take him with. Yeah, for sure. Got to see it. In the- I wish I could have seen it for the first no time in theaters. Shit, dude. Actually, um, like Gerald, me and me and Remy's buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's the one that showed Remy and I for the first time. We might I think we we're over at his house. The Asian kid did it, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. He's like, dude, you got to check this out. It's super oh, fucking good. That's one of those films that stuck with me since I watched it. We have to take Dylan then. Yeah. Dylan is super into that stuff too. Like we used to talk about Korean movies a lot. Yeah. He's one that got me into. Uh, I saw the Devil. Have you seen that one? Mm-mm. Ooh, I'm not even gonna tell you anything. It's in the league of uh, Old Boy and uh, Man from Nowhere. Okay. Um, Korean movie. It's it's a horror movie though. I love. <sighs> Koreans are killing it, bro. It's progressive movie making. It's just like a new way of doing it. It's like a different style. It's prog music, prog movies. That's true. That's no, true. Uh, yeah. If you haven't seen that, uh, I There's guarantee something you. so cool and dark and gritty about most, especially Korean like thriller type mm-hmm. films. I mean, but I can't. I can't think of a Korean movie that doesn't kind of hit that mark. Okay, uh, just just for uh, I don't want to give anything away about it at all. I mean, I'm not going to tell you anything about the plot. But uh, the main uh, the main character, the bad guy, is a violent serial killer, and it's the actor that plays the main character, an old boy. Cool horror horror movie. All right, fuck yeah. Yep. You watched Black Phone finally? Yeah, I did. Yeah, um, I got kind of like I had a little bit of like outside interference, but I was trying to watch it, and I watched it on my phone, but. 
I thought it was really good. I liked that Mexican kid that's his buddy Ramon. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking savage. Cause you think he's almost a bully at first, mm-hmm. and then you see him in the bathroom. Just beats the fuck out of that oh, kid. Oh, dude. Then mounts him, and then just waits a second, and then pounds his fucking face in. Um, there were a couple things that he did trying to get out that I was like, a little far fetched when he's like snaking the line up the carpet. And I was mm. like, okay, come on, like first try. But, but well, I think concrete, he said that they are they he the dude the, the kid that he talked to hit it. Yeah, but the way he used it. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought like first try having to go up and in. I thought oh, that was yeah, kind of sure. out there for sure. Um, for sure. Yeah. Also, like porcelain will break against concrete. Yeah. So besides yeah. that, besides that, I thought it was good too. Um, the dad was a crazy character. Uh, the sister have like. When she lashes out the first time, you're like, ah, where the fuck did that come from? Then you see the home life, you realize what's going on, you're like, oh, okay, it makes kind of sense. Dude, that dad was a rough character, because that's like one of the few, <laughs> like there's that one really bad scene with him and the sister towards the beginning, right? Yeah, uh, in the kitchen. And then, yeah, I mean, you never really like the guy throughout the film. But you feel but for you him But you feel for him. And yeah. he, like, any movie that makes you feel for somebody that's kind of the bad guy. Uh-huh. You know, and he wasn't really the bad guy. Like, you, you could tell, he was just, like it just wasn't a single dimensional character you know what i mean they, they didn't yeah. just it wasn't just this is drunk abusive shitbag dad. he had more layers to him yeah. but they like chose not to like don't like delve in and give more of his backstory right it was unnecessary i it, think it to was because they gave at least a peek of like dude's human he's going through some shit and he knows he's not handling it right and i appreciated that when he hugs both those kids at that one point in yeah. that part of the movie like yeah. i i instantly was like started thinking about myself if i was in that situation God, like, you just never know because i mean fuck rogan said something on his show this week where he's like if you you know i think he was talking about it crazy homeless lady that you know what is it was all methed out at a gas station or whatever but he's oh, like if yeah. you you know if you lived that lady's life you would be that lady you know you just yeah. never know like what you know led up to that point and it's mm-hmm. that was that was refreshing to see in that role it's funny i listened to that with tyler in the truck while we were uh road hunting and like i i even like paused it and was like because he's mentioned that before that every person you've ever seen at one time was a baby mm-hmm. and then like it's not till you're a dad and you get a little bit older and you like you have a kid that you start like, I'm just like a lot of people I'm still on edge and I'm like unsure about and like I'm protective. But like uh like the younger guys I work with and stuff, they're just like moments where like I automatically want to hop, are you okay? Are you good? Cause like mm-hmm. you start realize like, yeah, that's a grown man working next to you. But at one point that was somebody's baby. Like we we are all just kids who eventually got kicked out of the nest. Yeah. And we are be our physical exterior like grows older and ages, but we're the same people on the inside. We're just more calloused. Yeah. And oh, yeah. yeah, when I heard that part, I, I actually paused it. was like talking to him about it. But yeah, it's, it's 100% true. Like, I, there, the, it's hit or miss on some people. I'm still addicted to a lot of people. But like, you do feel it though when you see certain people that are just ha- going through it, especially like a good person that's just not that smart and they keep making bad decisions. You're like, man, what if they didn't kick you out of the nest just yet? Yeah, that is, that's a tough one because like, that's one of those things where you're always like, uh, you know, fuck tweakers. You know yeah, what I mean? Like that's exactly, a really easy one to be exactly. mad at that person. Yeah. Until you know one, and then you feel really bad about what they're going through. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's or so you know, easy to detach yourself from somebody that you don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's so. Uh, uh, Nick and I talked about this on that on that episode we did a few weeks ago. Um, you know, you're walking down the street and you realize that like everybody else around you is like they've got just as like a unique and and complex life as you do, mm-hmm. and that's like an overwhelming feeling because you really do have to think about that. And that makes you apply that to choices that you make and that makes yeah. things difficult. You know what I mean? <laughs> One that gets me is the idea of like, if you're not good at anything, 
that's just you're not good at anything you've tried so far. Mm -hmm. And everyone might be a genius at something. And what if the guy you see who's doing math on the side of the road, who's alone with him and his dog, like what if that guy could have been the best guitar player ever and famous, but no one had him a guitar? Or this guy never picked up a pen and had the spare time to start writing something. And you come to find out that's the next Stephen King. Like, or he had people Kirk around Vonnegut. him that never made him feel like he should try anything because he just was going to be useless. No support or, system? Yeah. yeah like, Any like, number of things. I mean, there's or, there's very successful people that end up going down a, a bad path with, for sure. with drugs. You know what I mean? What if it's that kid that was quiet and the one time they tried to like be themselves and be outspoken about something they're like they care about and they got made fun of one time and they spend the rest of their life never trying to do something that makes them feel good. Mm-hmm. And then they just live a mediocre life. That shit's sad, dude. Yeah. And yeah. Do you kind of not completely on the same topic, but it made me think about it. Um, Do you feel a connection with, I mean, for lack of a better term, your inner child, like the person that you were at that time, is that, does that feel like the same person? Not till I hit 30. When I hit 30, um, I don't know, man. I, I had a really rough childhood. Like I, I bounced around a lot. Like fucking listen to me drink and talk on the on the first couple episodes. But uh, no, like it wasn't until I hit my thirties where just a bunch of shit stayed unbottled. And then I became a dad. And I started like revisiting old memories through the lens that I have now. And that's what really like I there were parts there were nights where I just wanted to like reach inside and hug that kid if I could go back in time and be like, look, dude, this sucks but it's going to be okay. Don't let it extinguish your fire. Like there's going to be a time in your life where you're just going to be you and not give a fuck. And it's going to work out eventually. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I, I actually do like that's, that's one revelation I've been going through the last couple of years. If you can't do that, you'll never heal from shit that fucks with you and you'll never grow as the person you are now. That's true. I, so I kind of feel like I went the opposite path on that. Really? So like, I think, you you know, I, I had a really hard time leading up to my 30th birthday. Yeah. Like I, I had a really hard time with that, like, just as a concept. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that was just like, I had so much connection to like who I was as a kid that I never like, I never feel, felt like I was going to grow up. I didn't, I didn't think I was going to get past 25 to begin with. So I just thought I was going to be that kid for my forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I think, kind of once river was born and then I turned 30, like, I don't really like, that's one of the, it's, it feels like a story that I heard, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I don't really have any attachment to that person really? anymore. And it doesn't seem like the same one. You know what I mean? It doesn't seem like, it seems like someone I used to know. See, yeah, it's the opposite for me. Like my twenties felt like I was sliding down a hill, like, like in black sheep when he's sliding down that hill mm. and he finally grabs a hold of a shrub for a moment. And he's like, hold strong, tiny roots. And then he keeps sliding. Like that's how my twenties felt. It was just like being out on my own, yeah. trying to figure this shit out. I had no coping skills. I didn't know why I was acting or thinking certain ways because I had bottled a lot of shit and buried mm. it. And so I didn't have the ability to like learn from what had happened to me. So I was just constantly like, I don't know, like not having a chance to think before I made my decisions. Everything was just fast, 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 fast. And then once I got in my thirties, just things slowed down. I I finally had some introspective moments Mm -hmm. and like, and now it's like, I feel like like my inner child, that person that went through all that stuff when I was younger is me. It is the same me as now, except for like, I don't know. I do a lot of mushrooms, but like (laughs) (laughs) that also helped a lot. I don't care like the stigmatism on it. Like that helped me quite a bit to be able to like, 
just drop the tough guy veil or the veil of like worrying like what I say, if that's going to like make people treat me weird and shit like that. Like, fuck that, dude. Say what you have to say. Let shit out. And now it's like I'm in a way better place mm-hmm. and I have a connection to that part of me versus like I just buried everything. So I lost years of my life and then didn't know why I was lashing out and acting the way I was. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that I had a bad turn and a bad go of it and like everything bad happened to me. But I was just constantly in this defensive shell. Hmm. So it's kind of like the opposite to me. It's like, it's not letting go. It's it's, it's finally dealing and bringing yeah. it in kind of thing. I know that like, yeah. So I think we kind of like sort of ended up in the same place, but took took the, the road that goes around it. You yeah. know what I mean? Took two we different... took opposite ways around the roundabout. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. like there was kind of in the same, fuck, I was angry about everything. Devo used to get so fucking mad at me because I was, <laughs> I remember we were in like a, we had a Target or something like that one time and I just like, some I, the sec, there was a security guard that I felt like was kind of just tailing me around. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Fuck that guy!" You know yeah. what I mean? And I would just get overly combative about absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely that element still exists, but it's it's a little less. You know, I it's, I usually express that around people I'm comfortable with rather than to that person because they don't necessarily deserve yeah. me unloading on them. You know, I've I've at least gotten to that point. <laughs> yeah, I spent a lot of years like because that's that kind of same thing happened to me just because the way I look and like I mean this is the tamest I've looked in a long time yeah. besides more tattoos, but yeah. like. When, when something negative like that would happen, I'm like, oh, well, that's me. Mm-hmm. This is what happens to me. And it's just happening again. And it like, yeah, versus like, I never lashed out. I was just kind of sadly accepted shit. Like, I, I called myself the unlucky Irishman for fucking ever. It was like, every time something bad happened to me, I was like, well, that's just the way shit goes for me. Sounds like a really sad clown with like four leaf clovers over his eyes. All right, let's cut this shit short. Yeah, got to go home and crack. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but no, that's actually a really cool conversation to have because like, both of us like this is like one of the best places I've seen you in since I've met you, and I don't know what your opinion is. Like I'm, I'm in a better place now than I was when I met you, and like it just seems yeah we went different ways about it and had different versions of the same thing. But yeah, being for me it was being introspective and finally like not being afraid to dig up that shit and like shit was pretty much like shit was coming to the surface whether I liked it or not. Yeah. Um, and when I was in my twenties, I'd get drunk and then I'd be super, super friendly with my friends. It was because like I was happy to be accepted and I was just finally expressing it. Mm -hmm. And then like, I'd be super happy and I'd fucking piss somebody off and I'd bottle that shit back down again. Mm. And then like, or I, I would finally stand up for myself, but I would let shit go for so long that when I did stand up for myself in my early 20s, I'd freak the fuck out and hit somebody or like I'd be screaming in someone's face like venom, just cutting mm. them down. And they'd be like, where did this come from? And it's like, it's been going on like this. Well, none of us knew. And it's like, oh, because You've I've been, been having those conversations on the inside. Yeah, a <laughs> Yo, lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that shit. So now it's like I can actually like take a second and think and like, how if I did if I said what I want to say to a younger version of me, what that would have made me feel, and then I rethink how I'm going to say it to this person because I worked with nothing but younger guys, and it, yeah. and it just somehow seems I end up hanging out with younger guys than me, and I'm just kind of like more aware of the way I act without like without stopping myself from being myself at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a. That's a pretty good balance. It's hard to find that balance. I think it's. Oh, it don't happen every time. Yeah, right. (laughs) No, but just to like even be aware of Mm -hmm. that is an issue. Like that's, I mean, that the the biggest issue in most people's, you know, whatever they're working through is just not being aware that they either need to work through it Mm -hmm. or that they're doing it at all. Yeah, 
Well, I, a lot of it too was uh, because of my my dad, like the way he raised me during all that shit too. It was it was unacceptable to be vulnerable. Be happy. Like my I, one thing he did say that was true that I, I still hold to this day was like, if you're gonna love, love big. Like don't be afraid of that. But at the same time, don't ever be vulnerable. Don't let someone take advantage of you. I mean, he even got to the point where like he drank a lot, but he'd like don't ever drink enough to where someone can take advantage of you. All the way to the point where like watch what you share with people. Boy, that's advice from pain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Experience. Yeah. And that's also a guy who went through a harder childhood than I did and never had the chance to do what I've been doing and being unafraid of telling people like, because I've sat and had long conversations with Chase before where it's like, hey, dude, like I have to say this or something bad's going to happen. I'm going to explode. But like he just bottled that shit up forever. But yeah, it's like, don't ever be vulnerable. And now it's like, be vulnerable but carry a heavy stick. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I'm, I'm open with with who I am and what I feel. But like at the same time, like if you start making fun of me, like there's a part of that that's gonna punch you in the fucking throat. Like, mm-hmm. but it's, it's day by day. Um, but that, that that's different. Like hearing hearing your point of view on like the same kind of thing, just going you know a kind of different way about it. Like part of that for me though too is like looking like trying to look back at memories or oh, fuck the thing I hate the most is when someone tries to remind me of something especially if it was like a high point or like mm-hmm. a good memory. And I'm like, Oh fucking, I don't know that that happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's a bunch of those. And I think that partially is what made me like kind of disconnected from that person. I still mm-hmm. look back on like some memories pretty fondly, but once I realized that I have these big gaps in my memory on things that I shouldn't. And like, that was just a result of just partying too much when I shouldn't have been, <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Way <that>. too much. <laughs> yeah. That's, tying back into the looking at it through the lens that I, I, I have currently like, man, like once, cause like I said, I hit 30 and then I was just having like, not even 30, I'd say 27 when out of nowhere, I was like lashing out in these moments or I'd have a couple beers and then something like a burst of emotion, whether it was positive or negative would come out. And then the next day I'd be sitting like, what the fuck was that? And then once it was kind of coming out then I had this new lens and I had all these memories that I remembered and then ones that I didn't, but I would look back at them and I, with this new lens, be like, oh, fuck, I did some weird fucking shit that therapists talk about where I just chose to see it a certain way. And then that's how I recorded that memory. And then looking back now as an adult being like, oh, that wasn't cool. Like, I, I laughed that off and I thought that was a happy memory. And now I'm like, oh, fuck, that wasn't happy at all. That wasn't yeah. good whatsoever, you know. But yeah, I, I, that was the first hardest part was just dealing with the fact that I had I, I always thought everyone had a life as rough as me. And then I was just kind of a little bitch for fucking letting it get to me. Mm-hmm. I, I had that mindset forever. And then after a while, it was like, you know, I, I, it started with like the me being a single dad thing and like people being like me being like, fuck, I'm trying, I'm trying. I'm like, dude, you're doing good. And I wouldn't accept it ever. And after a while, it was like looking back and being okay with being like, dude, like you're actually doing good. Mm-hmm. And then looking at those memories and having like the strength to be like, wow, fuck, man, that was worse than you remember. And then having to deal with like repack, unpacking those memories, like living through them again and then repacking them in a proper way, but learning from them. Yeah. And most of the stuff I learn is just like, like what to do as a father. And I've come to realize that you don't really learn from most people how to be a good parent. Yeah. You, you learn what not to do if you learn it all. That is, yeah. Cause I mean, you don't, when you're growing up, you don't look at your parents as like, I need to learn from these people mm-hmm. how to do this, you yeah. know, and maybe you shouldn't, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. like most of parenting is figuring out like what went wrong when I was in the other kid's shoes, yep. <laughs> you know, and like, how yep. do I make that better? Or, and, and really 
how often can you even really apply that because it's so in the moment like when there's something that has to come up that you have to do the parenting thing mm-hmm. it, it there's no there's hardly ever any like reference to like how you should do it you know you have oh, to do dude. what you need to do for you and your kid and it's terrifying because like when you look back like i said when you get older and then plus talking to your parents when mm-hmm. you're older about these memories because yeah. like that was another thing too is like do i bring this show up with my dad where i'm like yo like that shit wasn't fucking cool dude like is it going to fix anything? Am I just going to yeah. fucking piss off an old man or make him feel like shit? And it's yeah. not going to like, we're all grown. Mm-hmm. All those kids are grown. Yeah, especially with that much time in between. Is it worth exactly. opening that wound? Yeah. Yeah. But like, you got to do that shit though. And then like th- what came to mind, like the last year or so, it was like, y- you just never really know. You never know which moment's going to hurt your kid and you won't know until they tell you later on. And then like, I can't blame my parents for everything because, like, I know now that they didn't know a lot of the shit they did, like, fucked me up. Mm -hmm. And they wrote it off as something else or they only saw it as one way or I didn't communicate it. I just bottled the way I felt instead of showing them, like, yo, that hurt my fucking feelings or, like, shit's different now. So, like, I'm I'm more forgiving now with that, but I'm way more on edge with the shit I say to my son and the the emotion I use when Mm -hmm. I say things. Because I'm not going to know if anything I've I've said really hit home. Because I might write that off as, like, a 20%, like, hey, we had a bad day, but it wasn't that bad. Then I come to find out when he's in his 20s, he's like, no, I'm still thinking about that shit. I try and make it a point if I have to, especially if I felt, if I feel like I lost my temper at all. Mm Mm-hmm. But just in general, if I have to discipline River, I try and make sure I go back to him, like, especially in the moment. I think that's important and explain this is, you know, either I'm sorry that I reacted this way, the reason I, you know, or, you know, or I try and explain why, you know, let me make sure you know why you're in trouble. And so Mm -hmm. you don't just feel like I'm being a dick. And he's three. I mean, there's only so much I can really communicate and he's just going to be hurt anyway. And that stuff always sucks. But yeah, I think it's like trying to like at least kind of qualify what's what's happening I think is important and that's not something that parents have given their kids respect enough to do I think in the past yeah it'll be interesting for better or worse it'll be interesting to see how our kids generation grows up because I think that there's a lot more parents that kind of think the way that we do at this point you know yeah because there is like just (laughs) we stacked up generational traumas for fucking generations and generations and generations survival mindset for so long now we're we're this is the safest time to be alive even Mm. though we see all this stuff in the news and this this guy's selling of fear but um a guy andy who i really respect uh, he's in my jiu-jitsu class and he's a, a quiet guy uh he's like 38 um Dude's in killer shape, really good at jujitsu, and he's just super stoic. Like he always, you can tell, like he takes an extra ten seconds before he speaks mm-hmm. to really think about what he wants to say. And now he's getting into writing. He's been um, doing copyright for a while, trying to get his foot in the door as a writer. And uh, you sometimes you won't even notice that Andy's listening to you when you're talking to someone else. Mm-hmm. And a thing that we've been told forever, like me and you, are technically like towards the end of like elder millennials. Me more, more so, I guess. Mm-hmm. But like. Um, I was talking about like I got my son in jujitsu, and I was just kind of talking a little bit like this with like the younger guys as we were like we were literally just like changing out of our keys, mm-hmm. and it just it kind of happened. I was in that you know it was after jujitsu. I'm in this fucking this good mindset. Mm-hmm. I'm open and I feel really good, and I just happened to be sharing a little bit, and then like he was like, I just hear fuck yeah from behind me. He's like, that's amazing, and I'm like, what? And he's like, you're doing you're doing amazing, and he goes, uh, it blows me away, millennial parents. And he's like, he said he's older. I'm like, oh, what, like elaborate. What do you mean? He's like, I mean, everyone gives you guys shit, but you guys are actually raising your kids. 
and he sat and he gave some points and he was just like, like the latchkey thing is cool, but it's also not right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, what do you mean? And he's like, I mean, it's cool to give your kid freedom, but it's also not cool to not give a fuck about your kids. Mm-hmm. He's like, all my friends that are of that age that are raising their kids that are like trying to give them freedom, but are sacrificing their own personal lives so their kids can have better ones. And that was not something that the prior generations did. They sacrificed their time to earn money, mm-hmm. but like outside of working, like the free time we have, we sacrifice so our kids can have better. I mean, like... The, yeah. the way we speak to our kids, we care about their feelings. We don't want them to feel like us. We are the last generation of kids raised by those people that are just lived through fucking World War II, Korea, fucking Vietnam, like all that shit. Like working super hard and giving the fucking family the money was enough. Yeah. Compared to like after that, still sitting down with your kid and asking them how they feel instead of mm-hmm. how their day was. Or dads going and taking their kids out to do stuff. A hundred percent. It is. There is. There's definitely a separation there. I have great memories with my dad. A hundred percent. Me too. Know, but yeah, there is. There's definitely a difference there. And it's always a little weird too when someone's like, "Well, why don't you come do this?" Well, I'm gonna go hang out with my kid. Yeah. Well. So what? You you can't do that later? Or like you know this is this is important to me. This is something that's legitimately important. It's more important for me to have this time with my kid than literally anything else. Like here, here is like a different one. So like we're both dads. Um, our boys are decently close to age, um, but I'm a single dad mm-hmm. and I'm in the dating world. And uh, I'm surprised by how much respect I've gotten for this because I thought it was going to stop me from talking to girls. But like when I meet a girl and she finds out I'm a dad and she asks about my son, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I, I love talking about my kid. Like that's my life. Like um, I brag about him every day, all day. But then they'll be like, well, like, bring him, like, next time we go hang out, I bring him with. And I'm like, oh, no. And they go, why? And I go, well, my son has nothing to do with my love life. Mm-hmm. Like, we have our own life together. He has a mom. Like, me and you have to be something permanent as fuck for me to go, okay, now it's time that you can, we can all spend time with my son together. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. And like, I don't bend on that either. Mm-hmm. And I've had times where there's girls hit me up like, hey, like, we're having beers. You should come out. And I'm like, I'm laying in bed watching the same Marvel movie with my son for the 15th time. And I'm having too much fun yeah. to go do that. Yeah. I want to do this. Like, and the moments where you're laying in bed watching movie with your son and he's getting ready to fall asleep and you feel that moment where he shifts position and hugs tighter. Like it, th- those little moments you don't get back. Like right now, like I, I've talked a million times. I've been looking for another job, but for one, I got a raise Two, I can't really find a job that works with my hours right now. And like, as of now, like I teach, I, I help coach all of the kids jujitsu classes. I mm-hmm. moved up to doing that. I get to pick up my son from school every single day. I work my fingers to the bone so I can do that. And all these other jobs are ones that pay better than that. And I refuse to take that money and give up the time that I'll never get back. I don't know if I'm gonna have another kid, but the fact that like I get to pick up my son every single day from school mm-hmm. is a fucking gift that a lot of dads don't get. Oh yeah. And, Fuck yeah, dude. And it's those things. Now I'm starting to realize what Andy meant by that. That we, we are willing to sacrifice on a different level than our parents did, on an emotional level. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, like there's, there's no part of me that feels guilty that I'm like missing out on things in my personal life so that I can have these moments with my son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm, yeah, why should you? Yeah, you shouldn't do better than your, you shouldn't aim to do better than your parents. You should just aim to be the best parent possible. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, it's all about the expectations you set for yourself, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. I see it in you all the time. Like, literally, like, anytime our boys are out playing, and, like, I'll go take my boy to go do something, and I'll look over, and, like, 
You're, you're taking the time to explain something in detail to your son. Even if you don't think he's going to grasp it, you don't know if he does or not. You won't know because maybe he can't elaborate to you what he just took in. Mm-hmm. But those moments this where, where the energy lines up and you like your kid knows that you care about that moment and you're not just checking a box. You're having a, a real connection. Like mm-hmm. That's long term. Yeah, that's that's parenting. That's loving. I see you do it all the time, too. Dude, the kid broke my heart the other night when I was getting on the river because Janice just, you know, that's the the upside of just taking a kayak by yourself mm-hmm. is someone just drops you off and picks you up later, Yeah, <laughs> you know, but river was in the back seat. We pull up to the river and he is devastated that he's not going with mm-hmm. me. I'm like, fuck, dude, now I don't even want to do this. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> And there is part where you got to take care I, I mean, of yourself. I was really happy I did it as soon as yeah. we got on the water. But yeah, in that moment, it was, it was tough. <laughs> yeah, man. But no, that's good shit, dude. This is, yeah. It's, uh, it's a weird world we live in. And it's, I'm just happy that more people are not going with the flow. Like another thing, like I said, my dad used to say to me, only dead fish go with the flow. Yeah. And for us to carve our own paths and choose to be tough guys that are still soft parents not soft parents but like loving parents mm-hmm. because there's a definite like we weren't taught that but like we were taught that a soft parent is a negligent parent a soft parent is a parent that's going to raise a kid that's going to be a shithead and it doesn't have to be a soft parent you can be a loving parent and still be the defender of the house yeah yeah for sure anyway, yeah because i mean there's there's moments where and i'll probably wrap up here in a second but like mm-hmm. i i the biggest thing I don't want to happen is for my kid to grow up to be a bully or something like that. 100%. You know what I mean? And so as much as I don't want to be a helicopter parent, I don't want to be on top of him all the time. If he's around other kids, I'm watching him constantly yeah. because I don't want him to think he can get away with that shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, so that's like something you got to pay attention to. And I think that's, you know, he's, yeah, I, I, the last thing I want is for him to think that he, you know, needs to do that for attention or something, you know, along those exactly. lines. Because that seems like where it's kind of comes, comes from. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I use moments like that. I, I explain it a different way to my son. Like, uh, I don't tell him for one, I don't tell him to bottle his emotions. Like I always say the same thing. It's okay for you to feel the way you feel right now. It's okay to be mad. It's okay to be happy or sad. It's how you choose to act when you feel those things. And at the same time, when he, when he does things like, I mean, he's a, he's a young boy. Sometimes he'll do a bullyish thing and, or he'll, he'll interrupt too much or he'll do like that. And like the way I choose to explain it is like, people don't like that. And it's hard to make friends when you act like this. And this yeah. is why we don't do that because I want you to have friends. Yeah. And I try to explain on levels like that, that he can kind of grasp. And, and I think is a better way of looking at it instead of saying, don't fucking do that. And then walking away. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, the other, the big, like another big thing that I want my kid to see is just that I can, you know, that he can someday build something. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, I'm stoked that he's stoked about, like, he knows what I'm doing when I'm over here yeah. and he knows what I'm doing when I go home and edit. And he's mm-hmm. like, Oh, daddy's working. Yep. You know? And he thinks it's super cool. And he, he'll come up and sit and be like, Hey, I want a podcast with you just while I'm editing or whatever. Yeah. That shit's cool as fuck. So like, I just want to keep pushing, you know, and like really build something with you that he can see and the boys can be 100%. proud of, you know, Jack tried to get us snacks. Yeah, right. He's on. like, he's like, I want an apple juice. We stop at the store, and I'm like, oh, we're hurrying. Got meet Chase at the house. He goes podcasting, and I'm like, yeah, we're podcasting. He goes, okay. Well, I want an apple juice. Is that cool? I'm like, yeah. We stopped to get one. He's like, um, do you and Chase want to get snacks when you're doing your podcast? And he was like, super serious. Like, this is your guys' thing. You're building this thing. Like, uh, do you need That's cool shit? And yeah, he's five. Yeah, but like, he's, he's like, he's, I got this, Dad. He's grasping <laughs> that like we are not just doing our nine to fives. Yeah. Like we are trying to build something. And like, yeah, it was cool as shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, in that note. The website's officially up. Yeah, yeah. The store's linked so to the website. Um, I think I'm going to run a sale maybe starting tomorrow. Yeah. 
we'll uh, run a little promo code out to you guys. I'm sure the promo code is going to be strange. Let's just say it's going to be strange. I'll set it up that Let's way. Let's give it a week ahead so we can advertise it. Uh, okay. We can mention okay. on mention on this episode right now. Big sale coming soon. Big sale coming soon. Uh, yeah, I want to say it. Promo code strange. Uh, click on the website. Get all the merch you want. God, it feels so fucking good to yeah. say that. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. There's so some cool excited. shit. I, I think there's like some cool shit that people would actually want to wear. I'm going to buy like some of that shit. Dorky ass fucking whatever gear. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, and like other stuff is going to be coming. But yeah, the website's up. Give me some feedback on that. Um, I think pretty much everything you'll want is available there. There's links to everywhere you can find us as far as social media, um, including our discord. So click on the discord link on the website to yep. join our discord server. Cause we're still going to be are and are going to be doing stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, that's a cool way I think to kind of, you know, being able to interact with you guys and get some feedback and like topics, whatever you guys want to hear about. So as well as like, um, I've talked about it before, but doing, I did that episode with, with Nick, with Whizbang a few weeks ago, that was over discord I have it set up to where if you guys want to come and listen live while we're doing something something through Discord, you can mm-hmm. do that without without speaking, obviously, because that would be obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> but you can type to us in real time while we we're just hear lots it. of dicks and like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would not work out well. Maybe we'll do one of those. That might be kind of fun if I could like let in a couple people at a time and then just kick them. Yeah, absolutely. Out. We might do something like that. That'd be fun for a party. I'm looking into a fight companion. Um, I mean, like myself, of course, I have Chase here, my brother, Anthony, mm-hmm. um, some of the guys, maybe some of the guys from the gym that are super into fights. We can get some beers and I'll just put the camera facing us in front of the TV so you can see us watching and we'll bullshit about it, have Hell beers, yeah. I'll hang out. I mean, I, I, that sounds fun. We can do it with some sports stuff yep. as well. Like, I will. You know, that's UFC, then there's sports. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of which, River is officially signed up for jujitsu. I am so, that's so proud of my nephew. I am so fucking yep, excited. He was stoked that. about it. And he's got a Fuji Gi. Like, mm-hmm. those are nice, dude. I was surprised. Yeah. I felt that thing. I was like, oh, shit. That's, that's why quality. I paid all this money. <laughs> oh, man. That's going to be a, a good out- outlet for his energy. Yeah. Like, Jack, absolutely, like, Jack is like, he's very, very loving and like, he's, he's energetic. But after talking to choking kids, but like doing jujitsu has helped him kind of like break out of that shell. And like, it's going to be great for River. Oh, yeah. Plus, that just that's one step closer to Tiny Fight Club. So I can't wait. Not that we're going to bet on those. We're going to bet on those. Not like we're going to put it on YouTube. We're gonna put it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is episode 50. It got emotional. Also, there was some cool shit about movies. And uh, we're going to keep doing this shit because I think we're finally getting pretty good at it. Yeah. I think we're, uh, we're getting to the point where we should... Uh, <laughs> call ourselves podcasters official (laughs) all right stay strange we'll talk to you next week let's go later Then.